to Scanner School. All year, we're celebrating five years of podcasting. That's right. We start this podcast in January of 2018. It's now 2023, and we have over, was this, 268 episodes now, and we're still going strong. So today, we are answering your scanner radio questions, and how we normally filter in these questions or funnel these in is we go through our voicemail first. And you can leave me a voicemail by dialing 516-308-2885 or by using a SpeakPipe link, which is located on our Ask page, scannerschool.com slash ask. And either one of those will put you in the running for a free tutoring session. Well, this month we are going through our mailbag, which are our emailed questions. So no voicemails. This month we are going to answer some user-submitted questions, which either came in via an email or via our Ask link. And uh, I think it's good to shake it up every once in a while. So what we're going to do this this month is we're just going to clean out some uh, some user-submitted questions via emails. Our first question comes in from Peter. And Peter has a very interesting question here. Basically, I'm going to, to paraphrase his email here a little bit, but he's uh, about 67 years old. And he's in his local volunteer fire department in upstate New York. And basically, he's saying that he's has he's had pagers in the past. And he knows that when he sets up his pagers, he can respond to the two-tone frequency combinations that each one of his departments have used. Now, he's wondering if he can program his BCD325P2 or any other scanner out there to work like a pager. Basically, what he's asking is, can his scanner be set up so that it waits for the two tones, then activates? Now, adding to Peter's frustration here is he reached out to Unit and Tech Support to find out if this would work. And they basically told him to go seek an answer somewhere else. <laughs> so, Peter, I feel very bad for you. That's that's not really great customer service. But I hear that Unit is, uh, is is realizing that they have some shortcomings in their in their scanner radio department and are making changes as we speak. At least that's a rumor that I have seen, and I'm going to dig into that a little bit more. But uh, to answer your question here, yes, you can set up a scanner as a pager. And it does take a little bit of manipulation here and a little bit of dedication. And when I say dedication, it means that you need to dedicate now your scanner as a pager if you want to set it up for fire toneout mode, FTO, fire toneout operation. This is the mode you're going to set your scanner into. Now, there's a few things we need to worry about or understand when we set up our scanners for FTO. The first one being is it's no longer going to be a functional scanner. You're going to, have, you're going to be in FTO mode only or you're going to be in scanning mode only, right? You can't mix and match. You can't set your scanner to scan and then activate on a tone out. It's not going to work that way. The other thing you have to realize is that if you have multiple different frequencies, 
say you've got, I don't know, for example, 154.13, 154 154.15, 154.2. Right? These are just examples here, right? You can't scan through all of those and also do tone outs. You can only pick one frequency. So if you have 154.13 and you have a pair of tones on there, that's fine. And then you could put a second set of tones, a third set of tones, and a fourth set of tones. You can put other frequencies in there, and you can turn the dial and, and pick other frequencies to monitor, but you can't scan through these frequencies to monitor them in fire toneout mode altogether. FTO is very limited as to what you can do with the scanner here. So how do we set up our scanner for fire toneout operation or FTO? So again, we need to know our dispatch frequency, which is pretty obvious, right? If you know what your dispatch frequency is. The second thing you need to know, though, are your tone outs. And that may be something that is not so obvious to us. Now, the nice thing about our unit and scanners is that if you set up the fire tone out operation and you put in just a dispatch frequency and you set the radio to be in FTO receive mode, the first set of tones that the scanner will receive will actually be decoded by the scanner and flash on the display. Once you have those two tones flashing on the display, you can press enter and that will lock those tones into memory, meaning the radio decoded over the air what the two tones were. Now, if you don't already have the tones known to you, there's several different ways that you can actually grab them. One of my favorite ways of doing this and the easiest ways that I've found to do it is using your smartphone. Now, there's an app that I use. It's a paid app and it's called Radio ID. And what that allows you to do is basically use the microphone on your phone and it will display the nearest Motorola match to the two tones that are coming over the air. Now, why do I stress this point out? Well, because there's different tone sets out there. You have tone sets for GE. You've got Plectron, Fast Plectron. Of course, you've got Motorola. And I'm sure there's others out there that I'm just forgetting off the top of my head. The point being is that Radio ID will round your tones to the closest Motorola tones that are out there. Is this make or break anything? Typically not because most tones are close enough so that even if you're several hertz off, it's still close enough to get a positive hit. Another way you can do this is with a free tool on your computer. So whether you have a Linux, Mac, or Windows computer, you can use Audacity, A-U-D-I-C-I-T-Y, Audacity. That's a free, it's, a, it's an audio editor program recorder. I used to use it all the time to record and edit my podcasts on. But you can also use it to analyze frequencies or analyze the spectrum, right? And by analyzing that spectrum, it will pull out the peak frequency. And I've used that in the past too to pull out two tones. All right, so now we've got our dispatch frequency and we've got our two tones. So what do we do here? What do we do with the information? So now what we're going to do is we're going to go into our radios, right, or our unit and scanners. We're going to go into fire tone out setup mode. And in the setup mode, again, we can do this through Arc XT. We could do this through ProScan. You can use it through the keypads. Pretty much all the same setups. But what we're going to do is we're going to enter in the dispatch frequency, right? That's going to be the main frequency. And we're also going to add in our two tones. We can also set up a backlight alert, whether or not we want it to flash, and also the alert tone. There's a couple of different, I think there's nine tones that are in there that we can actually set the scanner up with. 
Now, once you have one done, you can do more. So, for example, if you want to do chiefs or you want to do a rescue or you want to do a company tone, you can set the scanner up on the same frequency to do all those. If you have a second or a third frequency, you can continue to put all those in as well. Once you have your frequencies and tones set up in fire tone out setup mode, you can then go in the fire tone out standby mode. Now, this is when you have effectively turned the scanner into a fire receiver or fire pager. The scanner will stay quiet and will activate as if it was a pager. It will beep and flash and it will then pass the audio through the speaker, but only if you have a matching two-tone set. Now, you can also set the scanner up to reset itself and go back into standby mode, I believe, after the tones have gone out. So, again, remember what I said here. You can scan through multiple tone sets on the same frequency. You cannot scan multiple frequencies. You cannot be in scan mode and also fire tone out mode, okay? So, where is this? where would this be useful? This would be useful, say, for if you had a countywide dispatch frequency and all you want to do is listen to your department or if your department toned out multiple different companies or alert tones but you are only looking for your specific company that is when you would basically set your scanner up into fire tone out mode again maybe you want to set up fire tone mode too because you just want to have that feature set up and again i know with some of my radios yeah i put the tones in even though i never really use it i've got pagers set up here because i have my pagers set up but i do have the ability to fall back in the fire tone out mode if i was really so inclined to do so now what scanners support the fire tone out mode Basically, any Uniden DMA style scanner will support fire tone out operation or FTO. So that means going back into the early BCT 15Xs, the 346, I think XT would do it. Obviously, the 325P2, the 96P2, and any recent DMA and Home Patrol style scanner, I believe, does fire tone out operation. Uh, I got to double check the Home Patrol miles, but I'm, I'm pretty sure my SDS does it. So there's a lot of scanners out there that will support this. Now, again, something else to remember here, too, is that this only works in analog. It does not work in any digital modulation whatsoever, and it also doesn't work in trunking. So with that said, I hope that this answers your questions for you, Peter. And thank you so much for asking your question. I really wish you got a better response out of Uniden on this one. But uh, I'm glad you came to us with that one. And in fact, that reminded me too. I, I created a video about this. I got to say more than 10 years ago. And I posted it on one of my YouTube channels. It wasn't the one for Scanner School. But this definitely reminds me that it's time to revisit this topic and, and make a video for this on YouTube. So if you subscribe to our YouTube channel over at uh, youtube.com slash Scanner School probably, but I know you can definitely get it at scannerschool.com slash YouTube. Make sure you subscribe over there because that's definitely a video that we should be doing. And I think that we'll put one up shortly. So again, Peter, thank you so much for asking your question. All right, we're going to keep this month's podcast episode kind of short here. We have one more question that we're going to bring in, but we're going to do that after this break. Again, it's it's been a really rough ride with the chemo for those of you who are uh, been keeping up with the newsletters. For those of you who haven't been keeping up with the newsletters, I do have stage three cancer. Make sure that it's it's early in the year, so make sure you get your physicals done because if without my yearly physical, I really wouldn't know 
that I had cancer, but I'm in stage uh, stage three. I'm on round four of chemo at the moment, and this round of chemo is really whipping me around. I've slept almost four days straight. This podcast episode is very late being recorded, but we're dedicated to keeping things on time. So in order to maintain our schedule, we're going to keep this episode extremely short. So with that said, <laughs> just this past 10 minutes or so has taken up a lot of my energy. For everybody who is a Patreon supporter at the $3 a month level, does not get this upcoming break. For everybody else, we'll catch you all in just one moment. If you want to be a supporter, if you want to help us out, go to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. We'll catch you all in just a second. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. All right. Our next and last question, unfortunately, of the month comes in from Kevin. Now, Kevin, again, I'm going to paraphrase his email here, but he is currently on episode 45 of the podcast. Kevin, I feel bad for you starting all the way from scratch and having to go through five years of, of podcasting, but... Uh, just jump to the end, man. <laughs> you could you could pick the ones you want. Nobody's going to hold it against you if you don't listen to all of them. But he, he goes on to write that he's basically a career firefighter in upstate New York. We're seeing a theme, right, between these two uh, questions that were in this week. And his system is basically going from an old low-band VHF, UHF system now to a P25 system, right? So he's looking at getting an SDS-100, SDS-200, or a Unication pager. He likes the portability of a scanner or a pager, but he's looking also at using the Zello app when he's away from home, which is something he can set up with his SDS. So he wants to know what my 
opinion is basically between an SDS 100 and SDS 200 or a Unication pager. So before we go any further here, and before I get even get into an answer, let me just remind everybody that I am a Unication dealer and I do own East Coast pagers. But I'm also here to serve all of you. And I'm not going to steer anybody wrong when it comes to what the best solution is for them. Even if somebody calls me up and they want to talk about a pager and they want to talk about maybe a scanner and, they, and they're picking my brains when they call looking for a pager, I'll give them the same information. Because the last thing I want to do is sell something to somebody that they don't want. I wouldn't want to be treated that way. And obviously, I'm not going to treat anybody else the same way. So with that said, we also did a podcast episode way back in the early the, the 57 or so where I talked about Unication G5 pagers. And again, I'm reminded today with this podcast question that I should probably revisit this, right? And, and, and talk through the pros and cons one more time about using a Unication pager as a dedicated YouTube channel and compare it to a scanner. Because I, I do get a lot of questions from people who want to buy a Unication pager and use it as a scanner. And again, I'm a dealer, so I don't want to basically steer you in the wrong direction here. I want to be as transparent as possible. But we need to remember that the Unication pagers are pagers, right? They're pagers first. They're not scanners, even though many people buy them and use them as scanners. And of course, I am the type of person that uses it as both a pager and a scanner. And I'm not a volunteer firefighter. I'm not in any of the, any of the fire services. When I say I use it as a pager, I use it as it was intended to be used, I set it up with my two tones in it. I, the pager activates. It, it, it unmutes the audio when the two tones come across. But with that said, I also have positions and zones set up in it so that I can monitor things as if it was a scanner radio. I use it both different ways. Now, there are several different flavors of the Unication pager, and we're going to start off from the bottom and work our way up to the top here. The G1 pager is an analog-only pager. Okay, so this was basically how I got started with being a dealer here was because I was programming scanner readers for people. And somebody says, hey, have you seen this Unication pager? It actually lets you put eight channels in a scan list. It's got 64 memory channels. It'll fit on your belts. It's, it's a, it probably would work really well as a scanner radio for people. And I looked at that. And I said, hey, you know, you're, you're right. And it fit in with what I was selling anyway. I was, I was actually selling scanner radios. And that's how I became a Unication dealer. I reached out to them and, and, and they took me on board. So. You have the G1 pager, analog only. Then we have our G2 to G5 pagers. Now, all of these pagers, the G2 to G5 pagers are P25 capable pagers. What that means is it will do analog reception, and it will do P25 conventional, and it will do P25 phase one and phase two trunking. So that means you can listen to any P25 trunk system, basically, as long as it's not a TDMA control channel. But you can listen to pretty much any P25 trunk system on a Unication pager. Now, the Unication pagers are different on their band splits. So a G2 pager is only VHF or only UHF, depending on what you buy. A G3 pager is VHF and UHF. A G4 pager is 700-800. A G5 pager is 700-800 with VHF or UHF. It all depends on what you buy. Now, Using your Unication pager as a scanner is perfectly capable of, of being done. And in fact, we had a couple of a podcast guests that were on that used their Unication pagers as, as scanners, especially while traveling. 
it's possible to do it, right? And and I'm not going to say it's not impossible, but it takes a little bit of manipulation in order to get your pager to work that way. Now, if you're using your pager in a single county, right, it's not that difficult to program. You put the trunk system in, you put the sites in there, you put the talk groups in there, and you create your scan list and you're off to the races, right? You're, you're good to go. There's limitations, though, with the G-Series pagers. Now, I'm not saying this to scare anybody off. I'm not saying this to turn any anybody away from a, a G-Series pager. I'm being transparent here. These are the issues with the Unication pager. It's a pager. It's a pager, right? It's made for public safety. It's, it's It wasn't made to be a scanner. You can use it as a scanner. I'm repeating myself here because I want to make sure this sinks into everybody listening. So here's the limitations. The first limitation is... You can only put 16 channels on a conventional scan list, okay? You can put multiple scan lists in there. That's fine. But you're limited to a maximum of 16 conventional on a scan list. You can mix and match P25 conventional and analog conventional on a single scan list. When it comes to trunking, you can't mix trunking and conventional in the same scan list. It won't work. One or the other. You can't mix multiple trunk systems on the same scan list. One trunk system per scan list. Okay. The other thing you have to remember too is that the G series pages is not going to cycle through different sites on a trunk system. So once it locks into a trunk site, it's going to stay there. Why does it do this? Well, it does this because it's waiting for a tone out. It's waiting for alerts. It's waiting for voice traffic on a talk group. And if the pager has to constantly regain its bearings and look at other sites and, and find out what's going on on other sites, it has or could have, the better way to say this is it could have the tendency to miss a page or miss a conversation. So to prevent that from happening, once the pager is on a site, it stays on a site until it loses its site. I can't stress that enough. So if you have a 700 layer and an 800 layer and you put them both in there and all the activity ones on the 800 layer, but the page is locked in a 700 layer, you're never going to hear the traffic on the 800 layer. Your scanner will bounce back and forth if you program it up to do so, okay? But your pager won't. And that's something we need to realize. Now, all of these are things that we need to take into consideration. So when we program our scanner, we understand that, okay, if I want to monitor this talk group, I have to make sure that I have it set up with this site in there. By the way, 64 talk groups on a scan list on a trunk system. I forgot to add that in there. So there are ways around different limitations of the pager, and, and most of them we can work around. The one we can't really work around, though, is monitoring multiple trunk systems, monitoring multiple trunk sites, and monitoring conventional with trunking. If you don't have to worry about any of those, the G-Series pager is a great tool to have. It works really well in simulcast. I, I really think they're almost bulletproof, basically. I mean, I do see quite a few come back in for repair for, for different things. But if I were to drop my SDS-100 off the table and I would drop my G5 next to it, I would expect to pick up my G5 and not have any problems with the pager. However, if I were to pick up my SDS-100, I would basically say a little prayer first before I picked it up because I'd be worried that it would be broken, to be honest with you. Now, again, some of the other things too, your scanner will do 
conventional trunking, multiple trunk sites, multiple trunk systems, all in a single scan list if you wanted to, right? It's a lot more user-friendly, keypad entry. A lot of the stuff in the pager has to be done pre predetermined in software. But you're not going to mess anything up in the pager, right? Once it's set up, right, you're only going to be able to tune a dial and change zones, right? You're not going to be able to mess up or, or lock out too many things in the pager. Pager's got really good volume on it. So does an SDS, but you're dealing with a small speaker, right? So one's consumer grade, one's professional grade. I really do recommend if you can live within the world and in the limitations of a G-series pager that you pick one up. Now, if you want a little bit of help with the G-series pager, I really recommend that you go visit our website, eastcoastpagers.com. And at the top of that page, there's going to be a button called request a quote. Click on that. Fill out the form. It might take me a day or so to respond because I am a little slow lately with uh, email because of everything that's going on. But I will respond back with a quote for a pager. And I can't say anything else, but you may find it worth your time to do so. Unication makes a great product. They do stand behind it. And there's a great community out there to help you with the program. In fact, the software also allows you now to import directly from Radio Reference. So you don't have to worry about trying to really learn how to program the G-Series pagers. You press the orange button. It imports the information for you and stages everything. So really what you have to do is just set up your scan list. Something else that's interesting too about the G-Series pager is that it does have wildcard trunking on there. So you can monitor every single talk group on the system if you want. It does allow you to put radio IDs in there. And it does have a DMR upgrade. And what the DMR upgrade allows you to do is monitor Tier 1 and Tier 2 DMR, which basically is conventional DMR. It's not trunking. You're not going to be able to get Moto Turbo, Capacity Plus, Capacity Max, and all that fun stuff. But you will be able to monitor conventional DMR. So if you happen to buy the right split and your amateur radio club uses DMR, you might be able to monitor that. I know some police departments or some fire districts, even hospital security systems use DMR. You should be able to monitor that as well. So there's a lot of stuff you can do with the G-Series pager. If you have any more questions about it, certainly reach out to me. You can reach me over on the contact form over at eastcoastpagers.com. And of course, I'll also be more than happy to answer your questions over here through Scanner School. So with that, guys, you can tell, right, my voice is actually getting a little weak here. I've been pausing my recordings to drink some Gatorade, but it's at the point now where we're just not going to make it any further. So I would like to thank Peter and Kevin both for asking your questions. We did have a theme tonight, right? We had a theme on fire pagers and using fire pagers and scanners together. So I did kind of set that up, though I'm not going to admit to it. I do need your questions, though, for next month. Please pick up the phone and dial 516-308-2885 and leave me a voicemail. Or go over to scannerschool.com slash ask and leave me a speak pipe, which is basically using your tablet or your phone or your computer and leave me a voicemail that way. Of course, you can always email me or you can use the contact form or you can use the ask page over at scannerschool.com slash ask. We will be holding a live Q&A session at some point this month. Make sure you sign up to our newsletter so that you know when that happens. And also follow us over on YouTube because that's also where we'll be posting our latest videos and our live session when it becomes available. So with that, I want to say thanks again for submitting your questions. Thanks again for listening, and thanks again for all your support.
Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altrack, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Robs, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Dombrowski, David Pasco, David C., David Kuznetsky, Danny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramblett, Glenn Dabos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, I Hate Junkmail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, Joe P., John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Rich Palomari, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandola, Scott Lefgrand, Terry Wright, Thomas Giampino, Tim Mazet, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.